0: You're listening to Confident Chaos Podcast with Dr. Tiffany and lawyer Lisa. Listen as we talk about anything and everything that you know to be your truth.
1: In this episode, we have our very first guest on Confident Chaos Podcast. We are joined today with Dr. Jose Lozada who is going to talk about life in the trauma resuscitation unit. And we have all kinds of questions for him and he's going to be sharing some very interesting details about what he does when he's working in the unit. Coming
0: back, it's episode 13. Sorry, we skipped last week. Um, there was a wrench thrown into both kind of my week and Lisa's week and it was just too hectic and it was kind of unexpected for us not to take. So. To make it up to everyone, I decided to have a surprise and bring our first guest on.
1: So excited about a guest.
0: (laughs) This is a time
1: for us to have extra people come in and share their thoughts and beliefs and... Provide us with some extra information that we can't provide. Right, Tiffany?
0: Yeah. I mean, for me, it was I want everyone to feel kind of entertained and have some questions that you wouldn't even think that you had answered. So I brought along Dr. Jose Lozada, and he's a trauma surgeon at my hospital. I'm going to let him go through how much of a badass he is. But the reason I wanted to bring him on is he has the best stories ever.
1: So we're going to turn the microphone in a moment over to Dr. Lozada. But a couple things we wanted to mention first. This is your opportunity, all of you guys, your opportunity to hear real stories about what's going on in the trauma unit at Broward General Hospital, completely different, most likely, than what we see on TV and what we hear about, but we wanted you guys to hear it from the horse's mouth, if you will. Go ahead. We want to hear. All right.
2: Hello, everybody. And uh, thanks for having me, first of all.
1: Thanks for coming. We really appreciate it. This is actually very exciting
2: and very, uh, this is kind of fun to be able to sort of, I think, let everyone in on sort of what happens in real life. And um, realize kind of what, what it is uh, part, of, you know, part of the community and part of um, the reality.
1: Sure, absolutely. So can you tell us to start out with, what unit do you work in specifically in the hospital?
2: So I am a trauma surgeon. And what that means is that uh, I am a surgeon that has specialized in, uh, sub-specialized in trauma surgery. Uh, that is, so I guess just kind of give a little background as to how you get there.
1: Yeah, please tell us.
2: After four years of undergraduate and four years of medical school, then you do a dental surgery residency for five years, and then after that, uh, you do two more years of training for trauma surgery and critical care, and so you pretty much you go in during one decade of your life, and you come out at the end of another decade of your life.
1: I was just going to say, is that like 20 years total, literally?
2: Uh, let's say four, four, five, and
1: Wow. So when you're done... You're finally finished, and you start. You're physically ready to start. What are your first thoughts going through your head when you first start as a trauma surgeon?
2: Well, you know, I think the, the first call, I, I remember it, because it's the first time that you sort of, the entire time that, you're, that you are training, there's always someone kind of looking over your shoulder. And very early on in your training, you have a lot of people looking over your shoulder. And so we'll train. That's the that, as progress, And as you progress, and you progress, and you progress, there's fewer your people that are kind of but there's always that first day is the first time that you realize you're the liar.
1: You're that guy. That guy. And
2: there's no one else. So your decision is yours to make. And you, you, you no longer have to get approval from anyone. But at the same time, it's your decision that whether that patient dies or anything that happens is, uh, is on you. Then it happens. That first patient comes in. And the thing is, at this point, you have done this countless times, hundreds of times, so it's not like it's anything, any big surprise that's going to happen. I mean, you've, you've done this you know, so many times that you, you, you get through that first, that, 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 first good, yes. that first night and before you know it, it just, it, it's a dance and it really is, um, you know, it's, it's something that, that occurs and, and you kind of start running through it and it becomes part of your routine.
1: And does it just become like part of your, you say your routine, so is it kind of like your daily grind? Like this is what you do?
2: Uh, yeah. I think the, the, the best way I can describe it is, it, you know, when, when all this happens, when, when a patient comes in, you know, that there's, there's so many moving parts and so many things, but it becomes almost like a, um, like a classical piece of music. Oh, you know? that's an
1: interesting way to describe it. So what do you mean by that?
2: Well, you know, think of you have multiple instruments that are playing at the same time. So you have a whole orchestra going and everyone has their individual task. But at the same time, it's all achieving one, you know, one actual work. Right?
1: Understood. Yes.
2: And it can be a piece that you have heard multiple times, that you have maybe played multiple times. Each one's always going to be a little individual, you know. Sure. It's going to be a little bit different, but, um, but it really becomes sort of that, kind of that kind of work. It flows in that such a way that if you have a really good team and if you work together for a while, that's really how it, what it feels like.
1: So it sounds like everybody has to work together absolutely to eliminate as much chaos as you can exactly (laughs) to a certain degree degree. there's a lot of things out of our control but but it's definitely something that you guys have to work together now do you as the trauma surgeon do you get to pick your team or is that just assigned at the hospital
2: Um, well I mean we we pick our team in the sense that either there's certain people that are assigned and they're assigned there because either they're the most specialized individual that the hospital has for that particular task that is required um, but also, it also is, means that they're interested in that, which is extremely important. You have to have someone who's oh,
1: someone that cares about what they're doing and <clears> they have a passion for sure. It? Exactly, I can I mean, imagine a, that someone being who's, an issue.
2: yeah, and I mean, it, and not not to not to not to diminish what someone does, but I mean, you know, it really is that this sometimes requires a little more than just sort of uh, you know, oh, I know how to do A B C, and so therefore I'm just going to do A B C and you know, and, and move on. But it really is someone who actually has to sort of jump in and do D out of the, you know, which is a little bit out of the box sometimes if that's what, if that's what's creative. required. Right.
1: Now, how is the working relationship with your team? Well, let me, let me, mm-hmm. let me back up for a moment. I have a lot of questions. So okay. I'm going to go slow <laughs> sure. because I'm very interested in this. Yeah, and I know ER and Grey's Anatomy, mm-hmm. just like Law and Order, is not real life. But oh, everybody? law and order is real life. We've been through this. <laughs> law and order? We've been through this. Yes. Oh, I gosh. told you
0: I've learned so much about the legal system because of law and order. Oh,
1: yeah. The surprise witness I learned, that nobody no, knew about? The
0: shadow, the shadow lawyer. Oh. That's my new favorite one. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, this is a real thing I'll tell you about in the car later. Yeah. <laughs> All very right. excited about okay. that. That'll
1: be maybe the subject of another.
0: He's being very oh, humble, this one. You know, like on Grey's Anatomy, when the helicopter comes like, thump 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 yeah. Like, he's the one that
1: runs out He's with the patient the the mask on, yes. And the white coat.
0: Stop being humble, Jose. So
1: that's the very, so the very. We're first... very good at
0: patting ourselves on the back. You should do the same.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of true. <laughs> this is a very safe environment. <laughs> we like to talk about what we do, and I'll tell you why. Because our point of this entire podcast is to inspire people. That's why Tiffany and I created this podcast to begin with, and. You're an extreme ex- inspiration to lots of people because I don't think anybody really knows what goes on. You know, you physically walk through those doors, and then the patient goes. You know, I don't know what those doors are called. There's probably a name for it. I, I don't know what it's called. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah,
2: just ba- basically just the, the the trauma bay or the.
1: Uh, there you, you know. go. The trauma bay. <coughs> yeah. Or the so ambulance that, bay. Yes. Uh-huh. Like, and then you know, nobody's allowed back there, and then the patient is left in the care of the team. So, I think part of what. I'm concerned with, I wouldn't say concerned, but my questions related to that are, what happens if you don't have a good team? Like what happens if you're in the middle of a critical situation and maybe somebody on your team is just not pulling their weight or not passionate about what, the, what do you do?
2: Well, I mean, that's, that's really where, you know, as the, as the leader of that, of that room, um, it's my job to sort of make sure that that doesn't happen.
1: Oh, how do you do that?
2: Um, either by reassigning someone else to kind of take on a task or just having to do the task myself.
1: Oh, I, gosh. I mean, it's and,
2: and, and, it, and it happens. I mean, you basically, I mean, my, my job is not only making sure that everything is, is occurring the way it's supposed to, but then jumping in and kind of filling in whatever needs to be done.
1: Regardless I mean, of what the issue is, just getting it done, because I'm, I'm assuming that time is of the essence when correct. you're in there.
2: Right, I mean, I've and, you know, it's everything from having to uh intubate a patient quickly, which means you know putting a breathing tube down their, their throat because they they can't breathe or they're not getting enough oxygen to actually physically and I'm I'm not a very big guy, but um but physically actually holding someone down because you know I have someone I have one of my one of my my medics or my nurses trying to get an IV in someone and
1: that's important for that correct, moment. Correct
2: exactly so at that point that's what we need more than anything else of that you know so if they're gonna do that it, but someone's thrashing around, well the best thing I can do at that moment is literally actually use my body to kind Basically
0: of you know hold it down. Like, exactly. <laughs> wow. So intense. In I, sorry, I just had my little. In the ER, it's funny when people are thrashing around. You've never seen so many big guys in your life. Like they come running, like that's their duty in life. Is really? Is it true? It's true, right? <laughs> they come like, out of nowhere. Yeah, it's like these big like nurses or security guards or whatever. Like we got this shit. You know, like and they just come, and they're just like bear hugging people down. You're like what? Where, where, who are you? you where did you come from? Yeah. They
1: just come uh,
2: on. Where, where are these guys? Because <laughs> they seem not
1: to be around on when I floor. need them. On the floor. They're like probably a, having a Starbucks like, maybe exactly. like
2: downstairs. I'm, I'm looking around like, really? I'm the one that has to do this? You're you know, the guy yeah. that has to do <laughs> exactly. that, the person holding yeah. down. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, no, no. But I mean, but it really is. And, you know, one of the things that I was actually thinking about when I was coming in here that I think is one of the one of the cool things that as a physician that I I get to do in trauma, is that we have no knowledge of who that person is.
0: When they come in as a When they come
2: in. They come in under an alias. And actually, the way that it even works, because most of the time, they don't actually have identification on them. You don't know if it is their identification. You can't talk to them. They're not talking to you. Whatever the circumstances are. So they actually come in. It's a body, basically, that you have to say. It's a human.
1: Oh, a human. Okay, uh-huh. I should it's,
2: say it's, human. Sorry. No, it's okay, body. But it's, that's it's okay. That's
0: not appropriate. Body? why you not a doctor. That's usually dead people, the bodies. So yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Human. So they're alive when yes. they come to you. So, and hopefully so, they stay
1: that mo- way.
2: Most of the time. Sometimes they do come dead, and I do bring them back, which is also a whole... Uh, we can talk about that in a yeah, little we'll bit. Yeah, we'll get to that. I'm right. going to make a note on <laughs> that I'm Bringing back... We're going to be here a while. We're not even on Halloween yet. That sounds like a good topic. Okay, go back. I'll cut Yeah, no, no, it's okay. They're anonymous. Correct. Uh, completely anonymous. So th- this could be the you know the the child of a very famous you know celebrity. This could be someone who actually was begging on the street. We have we have no idea who they are. Um, they come in under an alias uh, that is actually assigned. The way that it actually works is that the registration actually has registration for these patients beforehand, and essentially, so the bracelets and everything are sort of made, and essentially when that person comes in, then it's like okay your name is this now.
1: And it's a made-up name by the staff?
2: Correct. The administration? Right. Correct.
1: So how does that affect what you're doing?
2: Um, I have absolutely no bias.
1: So complete neutrality?
2: Complete neutrality. So whether or not that person, you know, and, and it's happened where I have treated someone that I just found out murdered seven people before they actually came in.
1: Right. And, oh, wow. Or
2: I have had someone that, you know, turned out to be someone who was a horrible victim of an incredible, you know, horrible crime and horrible, you know, assault. and. I, I, I know nothing of that person you know, prior to it, so I get to actually just be a physician without any sort of a, a, anything coming on behind it to, kind of, uh, to sort of mar what I'm thinking.
1: And is that the case with everybody in the trauma unit that's working on that yeah. patient? Nobody yep. knows? Nope. Has that always been the way that the trauma <coughs> unit has been yes. monitored, yep. or I guess, processed? And you think they do that because they want doctors to maintain neutrality regardless? No, it's
2: just, we, we, just we, we, we have no other option. Like We have no other choice.
1: Because they don't come in with any type Correct. of I- identification, and right. you have to... Because
2: even, I mean, if I mean, sometimes, you know, when, I mean, given my, my patient population sometimes, just because they have a wallet with an ID on it does not exactly mean that it's their wallet sure. or their ID. Yeah, oh
1: yeah, you know, Yep. I get that, so. I completely understand. So it's usually
0: not until, like, the next day or two days later that you find out who they were, or how, you know, they, what, what implications there were, what happened, who... Shot who? Who was the victim? Who wasn't the victim? Until like we have to go as the internal medicine team and see these people. I'm like, why do I? Can I get in the ICU? Like we need to show ID. I'm like, mm. so there's like you know BSO, Broward Sheriff standing outside oh, the door, guarding like the door. guarding because sometimes. There's like gang conflicts, and they don't want someone to come in the ICU and like you oh, know yeah. finish everything. Yeah, it can get oh very, my gosh. yeah,
1: wow, yeah, that becomes like a movie set. So, yeah, there's like point. there's no
0: way of knowing it's a complete emergency. When what what he's doing is a total emergency, there's zero, no, you, they don't half the time they come in naked anyway, right? right? So, you, I mean, they rip everything off in the truck, so you don't have you don't know anything as the physician,
1: right?
2: And you know, and that's actually their thing is like because we don't know, we don't know the circumstances, we don't know who's related to whom, who is you know, who's cousin, who is, you know, all this kind of stuff. So really any kind of individual who is a victim of a violent crime, um, we actually never update their real information in the hospital. Ever. Until it's actually cleared or somehow we actually receive clearance from um, law enforcement that it is safe to actually reveal so to speak. They're, they're no, I, I mean, I
1: could understand that because as an attorney, I, a lot of, I mean, I do family law, but I used to do criminal defense. And even as a prosecutor prior to that, you know, if somebody was injured and I have to prove that there was an injury, I need the medical records. So right. if the medical records are Jane Doe and my victim is not Jane Doe, then I'm going to need to know who actually treated her, what happened, what were the actual victims, um, what were the injuries, correct? who were the doctors that worked on, you know, the patient and all that. So you just wait for clearance from law enforcement or from an attorney's office to say, okay, we need the actual data?
2: Uh, no, that, it, that it's safe to actually either, whoever, if their assailant is still at large, then we never update it. Or <clears throat> if it's an unclear situation as to what happened, then we don't update it either. You never do. Oh. And the thing is, that person does have an individual name that is not going to repeat.
1: So oh, it's it's one, obviously it's one patient. Correct. One file, you're not going to have anything. <coughs> right. So they combine. could always,
2: so we could always either update it or reassign it to their, if that individual happened to be a patient in the past. We can then merge files later on, but during that whole stay, they're under that, under that name that is, uh, that is basically made up.
1: That's interesting. I didn't know that. I I understand that the protection is really number one at that point for the doctors, as well as for the patient, Mm -hmm. because nobody wants to be in the line of any type of issue down the road. (laughs) You just want to make sure you're caring for the patient properly. What made you want to go into this area?
2: Well, there's, I guess that that's, that's kind of a, uh, it's a little complex. It's a loaded uh, question. No no, I'm sorry. no, 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 no. That's it's it's good, but um, I'd say there's a there's both a, a, a professional and a personal connection. I think that's in medicine. That's oftentimes the case. Uh, whenever we where whenever we choose to uh, kind of subspecialize in something, there's usually something that kind of draws us towards it. Um, on a from a professional side, the I love actually not having a plan in the sense really? that it's Ugh.
1: like, <coughs> I can't, oh my God, I think Tiffany's going to fall on the floor, <laughs> I'm going to have a coronary,
0: I'm exactly,
2: and then that's,
0: we had lunch yesterday to get in the doctor's lounge, and he comes in, and he's like, oh, I was like, he's like that, the breast surgery I have to do, he's like, I was like, did you have it done, did you do it, because he texted me like an hour and a half before, and, and I don't know how long that takes, and, and he's like, no, we're waiting, she's just going into the room, I'm like, oh my God. Like how, no, like I need a planned day. I can't, I don't know how he does it. Like I could do call work. Like I have to be here from here to here. But then when the, if you get off at seven and your trauma comes in at 6.30, you are so screwed. You're there till like 10 o'clock at night now. Yeah, you're not There's seeing, no shift work. You're not seeing your family <laughs> that
1: night. So. And you're not, you know, how do you, how do you deal with that? That's really chaotic. Um,
2: <clears throat> but that, that's kind of the beauty is that I you mean. You like
1: the fact that you like the, the, the plan is no plan. That's what you like. <laughs>
2: It's, well, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, no, it's my, my day is never groundhog day.
1: Oh, okay. Like it's
2: never going to be, Oh, what are we doing today? The same thing I did last Tuesday and the same thing I did the Tuesday before that.
1: So You you are completely brand new every day. It's a fresh set of facts, fresh set of events. Yep. Every, yeah. every single day.
2: Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I, I don't know, like, today, okay, well, you know, and, I mean, I talked to some of my friends, and they, they're, they're horrified by that thought. They're like, no, 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 I need to have my like day. Tiffany, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, no, but I'm like, you know what, the thing is, you know, it, initially it's kind of that, but at the same time there's a, it's, it's like a renewal, like, okay, well, you know, okay, universe, how, like, how are you going to try to you know, screw me today, but in a, in a, in a funny <laughs> way, you know, they're like, how, how are you going to surprise me today? Like what, what are you going to throw at me today?
1: What that, is my
0: first patient you know, going to have is, today? Yeah. You yeah. Know. That's, that's why I'm like, okay, we're going to make plans on a day you're not on call. <laughs> so then we know that you're going to be out at a certain time because right. we're not going to make plans on call days when you're in trauma. Yeah. So we can well, make wh- a plan for 710 and a trauma comes in at 645. So.
1: Well, how does that affect your personal life? I mean, um, I'm not asking for, like, nitty-gritty sure, yeah. details, but you're basically, put, somebody pushes a button or your phone's blowing up in your pocket or something, and that's it. I mean, you got to be there. You can't wait 20 minutes, have a coffee, and then go. Right. Like, you got to go.
2: Right, and I think, I mean, well, number one, I'm, I try to kind of plan around it a little bit. Um, okay. one, of the, one of the nice things that, so the, the, the counter to that is the fact that you are, when you're on, you're on, but then when you're off, you pretty much get to be off.
1: They're not going to call you in, correct? Like if there's like, like a specific like, emergency. Correct.
2: Like today, I know that I'm not going to get calls for anything, because two of my colleagues, one one colleague is in house right now, in the hospital right now, and he, that's where he's staying and that's where he's, he's working. He's not going anywhere. He's today. not going anywhere.
1: He's hanging out. And in the there is
2: another colleague who's backup, who's at home, that knows that they have to be within half an hour of the hospital. Um, they're not drinking today. They're not going to doing anything that's going to basically no no plans that they cannot drop. In uh, you a second, know, in basically. a second, and then come to the hospital if they if they're required. So, but that's it. But th- th- those two are there. There, that that's what. So if I you're know. Are generally
1: three. Um, is that usually how the hospitals set up three,
2: three? No. So so you have your you have your your person that who's who's in the hospital, and then you have a person that who's in backup. Okay. And then at that point, then it. I mean, you know, to to require a third would be. I mean, there really is no seldom no reason a, a for reason that. for that. Okay. Correct.
1: So that so you're off today's your off day, I'm guessing. Correct. When I mean, you're here with us today, yep. you did some stuff this morning, and now exactly. you're off. So you can do you really try to really enjoy yourself on the day? Yeah, I don't know for off? sure. For like, sure, do I stuff mean stuff that really makes you happy. Right. that's not related to work.
2: Uh, yeah, no, no, definitely. I mean, he likes
0: it's... to hang photos on walls. <laughs> <laughs> I'll oh, tell you yeah. that story too. <laughs> oh, Sorry. Oh. So we're oh, at oh, a, we love stories. I don't know why I love. <laughs> I don't know why I love this story so much. So we're in his house last week. He has a beautiful home, and I'm in this room, and it's like this kind of dark, sexy, like, it looks like you just want to sit and have a glass of whiskey. And it's funny, I said that. He's like, that's exactly what I was going for.
1: (laughs) Wow. So there's
0: this huge wall, and there's nine pictures in the wall, three by three, right? And so nine nails. And I'm like, is that one big picture or nine individual ones? Because they were just, there's literally no gap in between the different frames. And he's like, no, it's nine individual ones. I go, are there nine screws in the wall? Are there like 19 screws in the wall that we can't see? And he just looks at me and puts his hands on his hips. He's like, really? (laughs) Like... I'm a trauma surgeon. I can hang nine. I'm like, dude, if I did that, there'd be like 25 holes in the wall behind it that no oh, one would ever see. Yeah. And it was just the look on his that. face, like, really? And then he was saying to someone at his house was with him that day out. You could tell it. But, um, and, and he's like just itching to go hang the photos on the walls. he's like, okay, go hang the photos on the wall. So he's like, we know you want to hang the photos on the walls. That's like, this is like a way for him to be a surgeon at home, you know, like this precise, like exact measure. And it was perfect but there's like, really
1: no effect if the holes are not specifically where they need to be there's no real problem with that right it's, right. I mean, it's just your wall redo you the drywall or whatever
2: so right but that but it, you know you, you do translate obviously your you know your life into that kind of thing because and it, that's actually part of the you know part of what's but what, what I enjoy about trauma is that it's it is chaotic but there's um but there's a precision to it oh
1: uh, i would i would you imagine, know i, I mean yeah.
2: you know cause, cause as much as you're as much as you're worried or as much as you are concerned that you know, you're, you're thinking fast, and you're kind of moving quickly, and it's not really the most, uh, you know, not the most organized thing where it may appear. You still have to be gentle. You still have to be extremely precise if you're trying to. And f-
1: flexible too. Yeah, I'm and but, you know, but right? yeah, you
2: know, if, if you're fixing an artery that is, you know, I mean, a couple of millimeters, you know, thick. I mean, you still have to actually use the precision that 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 requires that kind of that kind of a detail, um, even with everything kind of going on with noises and with movement and, you know, bad lighting and everything else going on. And you kind of, you know, so, so that is kind of part of the, part of what, what I really enjoy about it as well.
1: Do you also feel that you have some element of control while you're there? Like, does, do those thoughts ever go through your mind? Um, Considering that you're the one, you're running the show, right? right. The show doesn't work without you. Correct. And you're the boss and everybody is supposed to be, I'm guessing, I'm just guessing here, abiding by what you're saying. So, is there some form of empowerment and about that control?
2: There's a. I don't
1: I'm, mean to no, I'm, like
2: talking. No, 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 I'm, 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 no, no. no I'm, I'm waiting for the. For, I'm, I'm oh. waiting for the, for the for the looks or the oh, the eyes that are about pop to. In,
0: don't oh no, work. no,
2: that that are about this to roll. That I'm is a I'm contest. waiting. Oh no, exactly. <laughs> this is what I But whatever.
0: You're the. He's the farthest thing from that. Like the farthest one to walk in a room. Like, I'm the boss. I have all the orders, but everyone respects him. And I'm not like just trying to, you know, it, it really is like that. Because obviously we have the physicians that are like, shut up. I know what I'm doing that. You know, like screaming and barking orders and things like that. And he's that's just not how he's perceived at all. Like he's doing it and they just don't know he's doing it. It's well, I, like, <laughs> I
1: think that's really amazing though, because it's an element of your own professionalism that you probably don't even realize well, that other people perceive you that way. But as a patient going in, you know, we uh, well me personally. I've had a lot of issues with just me being a patient in the Broward General Hospital for multiple reasons. I'm okay, nothing major, but I'm just saying like the patient's perspective is usually different. I think from what really goes on and how doctors perceive each other. You know, people hear about the banter and all that, but you're in control. I mean, the show is you. You're right. the show.
2: Well, and that's kind of what I was going to say. I mean, there's a there is a humility about it, I and mean, because again, like kind of like what I said before, like who thought this was a good idea, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> you know, to put me to kind of start making the, but at the same time, I mean, there is a the fact that there's a complete stranger who is, you know, on a bed there naked who has basically said, okay, like I'm, I'm in trouble. So therefore, you know, you're, you're like, it. I, you're it. You're my last hope. Exactly. And um, so it does require that, that, uh, it does require that, that need to have that, um, I guess a little bit of temperance when it comes to sort of, okay, I'm I'm in control and you kind of want to make sure that everyone understands that you're in control, that you are the final word, that you are basically keeping everything. But at the same time, part of making sure that you're in control is by showing that, yeah, I mean, there might be blood splattering the walls, but your personality hasn't changed at all. Got it. You know, you're still, you're still cool. You're still calm. Like we're, you know, we'll get to this, like that that's okay. And it, it translates to everybody else in the room as well.
1: I would imagine, yeah. I mean, that flow probably is dictated by your mood and the way you're handling the situation. And, right. you know, we talk about chaos all the time in all different aspects of life. But to me, that is the ultimate example of physical chaos right, right there.
0: So it's 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 like chaos begets chaos. You know, I it, the analogy is probably like with a parent. Like if you're a crazy parent, your kids are usually like running around crazy. If you're a more calm parent then your kids, typically more calm. Typically, not, you know, but. Yeah, there's exceptions. But it's the same. <laughs> are you trying to say something? No. But. <laughs> but you know, to his point, it's kind of like the same thing, like when when there's a code blue, which means someone's, you know, having a cardiac or pulmonary arrest on the floor, right, and their heart stops beating or, you know, having some bad arrhythmia, and I, you know, we go in the room, and everyone wants to help, but sometimes at that moment in time, you're not being helpful by even being in the room, right, and, and, and the same thing happened, you know, it's a little bit less for him, because the trauma people, like, they have their own space, and everyone knows you don't kind of go in there, but Um, so it's the same thing. I mean, I've had to walk in a code blue room before for one of my patients. There was literally 30 people in there, nursing students, medical students. Oh, wow. And I literally just walked in and said, everybody shut up, everybody, because like you you have to get silence and then you can kind of start over because you can't, I couldn't even make my way in the room with, because they don't know who you are, you know, because there's 35 people in the room. I'm like, if you're not doing compressions, have information or are an uh, ICU nurse? I don't want you in the room. Please right. just get out of the room because <laughs> it's not. You're not helping me. I need. I need hands. I need information. That's all I need. But I mean, I actually learned that from the guy who taught me cardiology. He was like very. He's very much like Jose. Like very le- even keeled, level headed, and he had a very kind of soft demeanor and he just walked in the room one day and he starts he just literally stood there for three seconds and he looks around he's like everybody shut up and I'm like holy shit (laughs) but but it's like and then he's like okay you do this you know like now that everyone's paying attention to me like I'm the captain of the ship everybody has to listen
1: to me I'm imagining times of the essence in those kind of situations like you don't want a room crowded with a bunch of people that aren't helping
2: well and I mean and you know with, with that said I mean I have had my moments where you know People don't often hear what I, what I sound like when I yell, but when I do it, actually, and here, that's actually one part of the thing is that, I mean, if I do have to raise my voice for a situation, most people then, I mean, it, they, they listen because they're they like, oh serious. God, like what? what like,
1: Why is he yelling? Exactly. Why is daddy <laughs> <laughs> yelling
2: at me? What, what, what made him yell, you know? But I mean, but and usually, I mean, it, it is one of those things where sometimes you just actually go in the room and in a very loud voice, you just yell, stop. And then, you know, everyone kind of, and it's almost like a, you know, it's like the control out delete of the room. Right. You know, and um, you know, you gotta say like, okay, you know, and uh, so it really is actually one of the one of the um, one of the very cool things about you know sort of having that that that, that control.
1: Um, you also mm-hmm. mentioned you said the reason you wanted to go into this field was professionally related, and you said there was also personal sure. reasons as to why. Yeah. So I was curious what you, were meant, <coughs> what you well,
2: meant by that. Well, um, and I, this is kind of you know on the yeah you know we all, have, we all have our stories, but mine mine is that um actually I lost two sisters in a car accident oh wow, and um it's actually sort of i mean and, and it it completely changed my my entire family pretty much set a whole new course after that, as you can imagine uh pretty- fra- you know fragmented my family and I, and I was a kid when it happened oh and, wow. wow, but you know one of the things that for m- for me as a as a personal fulfillment is the fact that you know you you feel as a as a patient as a patient's family you, f- you feel that that so powerless that at this point to be able to actually reclaim that a little bit by doing this is that it sort of gets me to you know i was that sort of powerless kid at one point and now i actually get to be powerful powerful and actually be able to change that into someone and actually be able to say hey you know what at this time at this you know th- this was a you know a long time ago where we didn't have maybe the technology we didn't have the knowledge how to do it but guess what Now I'm actually one of the people that can reverse that course for someone else. That's really intense. That's
1: amazing. Okay, I got questions. My my turn,
0: my turn, my turn, my turn.
1: Okay, go ahead. I asked a lot of questions, sorry. I'm just so interested in this
0: stuff. Because it's going to be a longer episode because there's just a lot. But I want to do rapid fire fun stuff. I want to know the craziest thing you've ever seen. Because we're going to have different adjectives, so get ready. Okay, craziest. I'm I'm
1: getting out my pen.
0: (laughs) That's a broad question. No, no, man. What do you mean by crazy? Define it a little better. Like when the patient came in and you go, how the hell, what the hell, who the hell? Like, what? What? Like, yeah, that's what.
2: Okay, I guess I had two guys that came in. They were both in their late 70s who both came in with injuries from sword fights. With each other.
1: <laughs> oh, those kind of swords. Okay.
2: No, no, those no, no, of no, real, real swords. Real
1: oh, swords. Oh, no, oh, like, oh, oh, oh no, we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry.
2: No, 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 real, thought, real, real, swords. Okay,
1: <laughs> I thought we were talking about. No, no, you
2: know, no, 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 no. This was this male was. Male
1: genitalia.
2: Was, nope, nope, nope. This was <laughs> actually swords, and it's just like, wait, well, what? Like who? <laughs> sword fights like, at watch. age 70 exactly like why am i dealing with this now you know like you know where's where's my gunshot wound where's my you know good stabbing like what's the <laughs> what you know what on guard like why are you kidding me that's you know that's
1: insane maybe I mean, they were like reliving a childhood moment or something but you I don't but, know but of, of like
2: tomorrow. you know but yeah i mean it, it's one of those things that it's just kind of you walk in and it's like okay let's go huh <laughs> <laughs> what yeah or, that's a good one. yeah or i had someone who <laughs> Oh, this is, this is this is bad. But he came in; he was beat up. I mean, just the face was just beat up. I mean, absolutely. But then he also was stabbed and he was shot. Okay. And I thought, what? what who? I mean, what the hell? Like, what happened there? Like, how? You know, you, you really had to have like. And again, you don't know anything initially. So not until a couple a couple hours later, I finally sit down with the guy and I said, so what? What happened? You know, like, what? what how? How? How's that? You have bullets and you. You have stab wounds, and you just got the, you know, the crap beat out of your face. And, you know, at this point, you sort of get this have this kind of connection with, with patients. And it turned out he was procuring some services from a young lady at an hourly hotel that then he did not have the money to pay said young lady. Yeah.
1: For the services. For the services Services rendered. For the services rendered. And there's no dishes to wash. Yeah.
2: So therefore, there was a male who was kind of managing said female. Uh huh. Who then basically wanted to make sure that that never happened again with him. Oh wow. He might
1: have been a repeat customer, and they wanted to set an example, possibly. Perhaps. Perhaps. Sure.
2: And uh, yeah, so this guy basically, so you know, case in point, never ever ever piss off a pimp.
1: Oh. our takeaway from today. Oh, okay, well that's never super ever
0: useful in my life. Piss <laughs> noted. off
1: a pimp. I'm writing that one. And down. then we
0: have the well, you've got some you've got some awesome stories from Cleveland about you know a bag of candy that was found in somebody, but
1: Cleveland, <laughs> like, like Cleveland, Ohio.
0: Yeah. Oh. Like okay. on, on the outside of the body, it was just hidden on the outside okay. of the body. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but and then there's the rectal foreign bodies, people that like to stick things up their butt. Oh, interesting. What is the Worst object that you've had to pull out of somebody's colon.
2: Well, I think the most awkward situation was a vibrator that was still going on.
1: <laughs> oh wow! It was still vibrating. So,
2: so as he's talking to me like this, oh you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to just kind of, you know, of course, it's, it's really hard to just kind of keep a complete, you know, complete <laughs> calm demeanor, Al's and it's like, it. okay, you know, like, all right, you know, we'll, we'll just, you this know, whole like, body
1: shaking uh, as yeah. He was I mean,
2: because I mean. I, it's, it's in there. I mean, yes, it's like, you know, way it's, up it's, there. it's vibrating his diaphragm at this point. So, oh I mean, boy. as he's talking, he's talking. High. So it's just kind of like, it's like, okay, uh. well, you know, you know, okay, we're going to get to the operating room soon. And just, you know, we're going to take care of it, you know, get, you know, make, make this. And I try to be extremely, <clears throat> you know, like I, no one has explained to me what happened. No judgment. You know, I mean, it just, like, it just, it's just like,
0: do you want to know? Like, I wouldn't even want to I mean, it's just kind of like, hey, no, I you know, what? know. I w-
2: let, let, let's, let, let's get you, like, let, let's get you through this as quickly as possible, and get you home as, as quickly as possible. Yeah. And you know, and you get the okay. Uh, you know, okay. Wow. Yeah. So he
0: had that, to have surgery, that, obviously, to get it out. Okay, well, that was meant to go there. But what about something that you're like meant to go in his diaphragm? No, meant to go in his butt. I oh, mean, okay, okay. Whatever, meant to go in a in an orifice down there.
1: Yeah, okay. But what about like so
0: diameter of that had to have been somewhat you know normal what about where you're like i don't even know how that got there like how 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 it's like yes a baby is supposed to come out of a woman but something that size is not supposed to go up in the other direction so
2: so <laughs> i you know actually the so this and was and exit pathways yeah.
0: of the human body you
2: know well this was one of the and and again you know the the physics of things that people put you know, through their rectum is actually sometimes you really have to think about these things before you do them sometimes.
0: Um, yeah, definitely. I had
2: a so someone once put a mango and it was this this guy comes in with his girlfriend. His girlfriend decided that she wanted to put a mango up his butt. Okay. Now, if you think of the shape of a mango Al
0: Ow! sorry, Al's over there going effing mango <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, <laughs> so if you think of the shape of a mango, it starts uh, yeah. it starts, you know a small curve that can you know eventually kind of goes, gets bigger, sure, but then it quickly descends back down into you know a much narrower thing so like once a you, so once you reach that maximum area of thickness, and if you 've lubricated this thing, there is nothing else to kind of hang on to once it shoots in. I understand so this pretty much was, and so here's this guy sitting here with a mango up his butt. <laughs> With his girlfriend being like, I, I I didn't didn't really think about this how it was gonna work, and it's like well clearly you know. Yeah, he didn't think <laughs>
1: about the end result. <laughs> exactly. It wasn't going in your behind. Yeah, no,
2: so you know it's it's a, the the amount of produce. I mean, you could definitely make a salad out of the things that you wow. know that, <laughs> that I've had to pull out. Um, now
1: was that surgery as well? Yep. Was surgery required for yeah, that?
2: Yeah. And a little they're bit just, of healing time, uh, I'm sure. They're, they're on just, top just, of that. No. And then then there's there's the household items that just, you know that. You know, it's it's sad when you can't, like, when the grocery store is no longer, you know, what it used to be because the amount of products oh, that, like, wow. you're going down the you're going down the aisle wow. and you're going, like, that... oh, there's that, that can of pledge. I oh. pulled pull that out of someone once. Oh, my god! Or, you know, you go Definitely to. Definitely <laughs>
1: exactly. affects your grocery list. Exactly. Wow. Or
2: you look at the drink aisle and you see all the different bottles and you're, like, yep, pulled one of those out. Yep, pulled one of those out. Pulled two of those out. You know. <laughs> wow. I mean.
1: Can't even enjoy, like, a regular Diet Coke anymore,
2: right? <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Because so, someone, someone was enjoying it a different way, you know?
0: Wow, yeah. wow.
2: And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, really, you know, I, I've, I've kind of joked around. I'm like, you know, I have to come up with, like, because then...
0: You should write a
1: book. You know, man. so then These really good stories. Like, and uh, we can't go on forever today, but <laughs> right. we need a part two of this because I haven't even gone through all my questions. Well,
2: so, you know, and the thing is, that, you know, like how, you know, the, the Nintendo Wii had a, had a wristband? Yes. Yeah. I kind of want to do one of those for sex toys.
0: Oh, because that's smart, that's man! Really smart. Because
2: literally, I mean, people you just lose yank
0: that thing back out. Exactly,
2: people yeah. people lose them. You know, or kind of like, kind of like a yeah. uh, or like you know, like, like
0: a like, yeah. yeah, or <laughs> like a fishing rod. <laughs> exactly, I was like, fishing <laughs> roll it back in, yeah, or roll like, it or, back or, in, or
2: like you that's know, for, or or, you or a surfboard. You know, like you know, you have like you yeah, know, you have you like the yeah the wrist the. It's like your safety
0: word, but for your toy.
2: Exactly, you know. I mean, I, you know, I, I keep on thinking. I am like, I have to go come ahead. up with, I have to come up with this patent because, I mean, you know, it's like, I mean, the amount of things. Can you imagine the
0: interviews on like Good Morning America, like <laughs> trauma surgeon develops multi-million-dollar sex toy? How? Because I'm sick of digging them out of people. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> and we want a safety strap for those individuals that go a little bit too wild.
0: Okay, so here's what we're gonna do because we've went, went way over on time this week. But so, it's so fun. Um, confident chaos podcast is instagram confident chaos podcast at gmail.com you can message us message us email us your questions and then we'll we'll get them to uh dr lozada and then we'll have him back on to answer all of your questions in a a month or so i
1: think that would be because i think
0: people are going to have lots and lots of questions about foreign bodies Personally, no, I, because I frankly, is pe- I don't know if people are just interested or they're just interested to see if they can do it and get it out.
1: Well, I, I hope for your sake, Dr. Lozada, that people learn from what you're telling us. We do like to provide some form of inspiration. But most importantly, thank you so much for taking time out of <coughs> no, your this, busy this, day. This, this was fun. This was great. To come and talk absolutely. to us about your life. We appreciate it a of lot. Of course.
2: Absolutely. Anytime.
1: Thank you. Right. Stay healthy by not putting produce up your butt. And stay grounded. <laughs>